let me wrap this up with at the end of the day. At the end of the day, if you're winning the football game and it's in the fucking bag, just kneel the fucking ball, take the dub, and go to the locker room. You don't need to run the fucking ball and fuck your players over and take an L. Kneel the fucking ball. Infuriating. What the fuck are we doing? What a fucking song, Dr. Facts. What a song. I love it. Welcome back, everybody, to Facts and the King. I am Dr. Facts, Nate Collins, and I'm here with the Butter King, The motherfucking Butter King. I'm feeling butter and back in dairy country, baby. Oh, yeah? How's How's it been out there? I'm in Minnesota. I'm headed up to my cabin in Wisconsin. Let me tell you what I'm torqued about, Dr. Fax. I'm torqued Cold to head... Cold in Minnesota. <laughs> Cold in Minnesota. I'm, uh, no, you're good. I'm fully torqued because I'm headed up to my cabin this weekend. A little fall family ki- uh, trip. And I'm going to check out the foliage up at the lake. It's peak foliage season. So some beautiful fall colors. You don't get those seasons in Tampa. What I am torqued about is I am about... 80% sure I'm making my return back to softball tonight. Let's go. Um, we are on a playoff push, and I think I am getting the okay from my wonderful girlfriend um, who has been amazing taking care of our newborn, but I might get the okay to sneak out of the house for two hours tonight to participate in the game, and I'm excited. Um, I'm going to, after this show, I'm probably going to be stretching for the next five, <laughs> six hours to make sure I don't hurt myself getting back out there. But I am torqued to potentially go yard tonight. How about that? You got to go yard, man. First game back <laughs> in a while, you got to show them what they've been missing. <laughs> got to, got to. <laughs> Big performance from Dr. Fax. All right, Fax, let's hit this one hitter, man. You know, the suits don't let us talk about the NFL. We love the NFL. What do you got for us? One hitter on the NFL. I got one thing for my guy, Travis Kelsey, (laughs) from one blunt smoker to another. (laughs) Hey, during the season, you got to stay off the Dutchies, bro. You got (laughs) to get you some raw, get some cones or get a pipe or, or, or find you a company and get a nice bong. I know blunts are easier. They burn longer, but get you, get you some cones, man. That, that, that's my one hitter for this week, man. Yeah, I don't know if Taylor's a fan of the Dutchies. What do you think? She must be. Like, that's, that's the only thing I could think about. Because, for one, why the cheap-ass Dutchies, not the $1.29 two-packs, bro? Like, hey, you it, can't it, forget where you came from, man. I guess so. But those Dutchies, it's just, ah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> not, not, a, not, a, not a real smoker's choice, in my opinion. Fair enough. Uh, my one-hitter on the NFL is so they do – on the Greenlight Podcast, Chris, Macon, and Kyle, they do America's team. We're going to take this shit international. And I got Britain's team, which is the Jacksonville Jagu- Jaguars. Duval! Waiting for that, facts. Um, the Jags, they had a really good stint in London. Two wins in London. Uh, international team, a really good showing for them to beat the Bills. I thought they looked really good. I like Trevor Lawrence. I'm happy for Doug Peterson. Uh, happy for the Jags. And then, also, I got to give... A Jags fan that was at that game, a shout-out. Drip King of the Week, in my opinion. That dude had a suit. He had the cat ears. He had a little captain on his lapel. It was pretty swaggy. I thought he looked good. Not going to talk too much about it, but, hey, if you're into anime, check out Beastars. That dude was dressed exactly identical to a Beastars character, and I fucking love it. Kudos to him. He killed it. And then 
all the little pins and the extra stuff he had on his jacket, the captaincy, official. Definitely shout out to him. You know, they dressed different in London. It looked good. He looked fucking sick. Different than a, you know, a Jags fan down in Jacksonville. I'd say a little more polished. So good for him, man. Drip King of the Week. All right, we got a new segment, Dr. Facts. College FOMO of the Week. We're washed. We're old. We're old as shit. But sometimes it's fun to reminisce about the college days partying and, you know, kind of dip our toes back into the college scene every once in a while. So that's what we're going to talk about, our College FOMO of the Week. What do you got for me, Facts? The College FOMO of the Week this week is Will Ferrell DJing at his son's fraternity, at his, at, also at his alma mater, USC, and... The best clip of it all is him transitioning into in Paris, which for you people out there, if you don't know, his voice from a scene in Blades of Glory is sampled on that song. Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. Gets the people gets going. Gets the people going. <laughs> Yo, I, I, when I seen that, I was just like, I was waiting to hear the backstory behind it. And I think that's absolutely dope. But hopefully his son was cool with it. You know, some kids, they might not be cool with your dad kind of overshining you at a party because Will Ferrell definitely was the focus of that party for sure. Yeah, but if your dad's Will Ferrell, I feel like you're probably used to that. You know what I mean? And, but that was a sweet scene. That looked like a dope party. Fosh, how crazy would the frat have gone if he was DJing back at your frat back in your frat superstar days at, at oh it would have been it would have been absurd like you would be surprised how much money people will pay to have a dj come and like to just have will ferrell show up at your party one of my Bro. buddies was there and he was texting me and it, he said it was ridiculous quick story yo in high school i played against bill murray's son and bill murray during a football game sat 15 yards behind the end zone Indian style with a bongo drum <laughs> <laughs> and like during kickoffs the like leading up to the kickoff he would be like bongoing but no one knew who it was until after the game and so I just think about that and just think about situations with dads maybe being <laughs> little out there but this is a cool that's the most and Bill Murray is... shit I've ever heard facts <laughs> really like not is. even surprising <laughs> <laughs> but Will Ferrell, DJ and his son fraternity is our college FOMO of the week this would week. Have, would have loved to have been there. All right, let's talk about some of these week six games. Facts, I know you love the Buffaloes. We're going we're gonna to hit this quick. Uh, Colorado 27-24 <laughs> to 24 over Arizona State. Back, back to our winning ways, baby. Let's go. <laughs> he said our winning ways. <laughs> yeah, let's our, go. Yeah. Uh, Shadur Sanders led a game, uh, you know, a Big drive at the end of the game. He went 26 for 42, 239 yards, one touchdown. They did it. Yeah, exactly. They did it <laughs> without their best player, Travis Hunter, who's still, you know, waiting for his big return to college football. Facts, how are you feeling about the Buffaloes? They're back? They're back, bro. The fact that they won that game without my guy, Travis Hunter, because I'm telling you, when he gets back on the field, the world is going to know and see, like, dang, maybe, maybe they could have ran the tables, but... I'm just glad that they're back to the winning, and more importantly, they were predicted to win three and a half games. They already surpassed that, and after the season that they had last year, this is overall a huge win already for them, but hopefully um, they can keep winning and um, they keep having a successful season. Uh, quarterback Shadur Sanders did express some frustration during the game. Uh, you know, what Prime said about his son, he's mad. He's upset with the way it looks. He's upset with the way it's going. He's upset with hit after hit. Uh, you think he's happy being the most sack guy in college football in Colorado is a 10.73% sack percentage, which is pretty interesting. Like they really need to shore up their O-line in the transfer portal this offseason. facts. 
I think all that is probably in the works and I and I probably can assume that there's more than 12 to 15 offensive linemen and defensive linemen that are watching this season that are maybe second strings on on big time teams where if you're a second string old lineman you 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 probably can start a lot of different places and hopefully they they can patch everything up to protect him if if he decides to stay so We'll see. This this will be interesting, and the transfer portal just here on going out is going to be very, very interesting to keep an eye on for sure. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Louisville had a huge win over Notre Dame, 33-20. to 20. Um, For Notre Dame, <laughs> Sam Hartman played really kind of – Trash. Up, yeah, not not his best performance. Um, three interceptions? Ugh. Three interceptions. He went 22 for 38, 254 yards, and like you said, three picks, facts. Uh in his combined last two trips to Louisville, uh, Hartman has 42 for 73, 525 yards, only three TDs to six interceptions and five lost fumbles. Not his best showing. Allergic to bluegrass. <laughs> God, my, my, guy, my guy might have stage fright. Yo, Jack Harlow was in the building. That's hard to play in front of Jack Harlow. You know, hey, the you know? Buffaloes aren't the only ones with the cele- celebrities in the stands, you know? No, yeah. Like, I, I, I think this is dope. I think this is overall amazing for college football, seeing the amount of tension and, and stars and kind of like the type of fans that are out there for college football um, still. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly all for it. Yeah, but we gotta, Sam Hartman got to play better. Yeah, gotta we got to give better. some love to Louisville offensively. They had a pretty balanced attack. Notre Dame's defense, I've liked them, uh, you know, up until last week. But uh, Jack Plummer, 17 for 24, 140 yards, one TD, 145 yards passing, 185 yards rushing for Louisville. Pretty fucking good, um, you know, for them and a good, a big win for them. Brutal loss for Notre Dame. Their season is probably done, um, barring like some crazy, crazy outcome. But it's college football, so. You never know. Crazier things have happened. And if one team that ends up on the right side of crazy things happening is usually a team like Notre Dame, to be honest. So they definitely have to win out. Um, but it's going to be an interesting college season for, for the back half of, of the schedule for everyone. Right. Let's talk about the Red River rivalry. A little fucking tongue twister there. <laughs> Oklahoma beats Texas 34 to 30, uh, you know, it was always a big game. Baker Mayfield was at the game, college game day and all that shit. But what I thought was the funniest was the quote after the game from Brent Venables, the coach from Oklahoma, who was at the presser post game and said, I've been on my knees plenty in this profession and I've always been able to respond the right way. And you could tell the players on the panel, the media panel, were just looking at each other, trying not to fucking laugh. Uh, I thought that was pretty what? fucking good. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? And what is the right way to respond, coach? There's not much you can say to that but laugh. Uh, another fun thing I saw from that, OU's Danny Stutzman and Jaron Kanick got matching horns down tattoos after the win. Got them on the thigh. I thought that was kind of swaggy. <laughs> that is hilarious, and that's definitely going to be a highlight in their li- in the, in their lives. And more power to them to get the get the tattoo. All right, this is one that I've been really stoked to talk to you about, facts, because this is probably the dumbest fucking coaching decision I've ever seen, which is really saying something. But Georgia Tech beats Miami twenty three to twenty in literally the final seconds. Mario Cristobal refused to take a knee at the end of the game. It was third and ten. Decided to run the ball. Uh, running back fumbled. 
two plays later offensively georgia tech scores what do you got for me on this i mean it's real like it, we just got a shit all over it right like what else is there to say about it bro the fact that you get the backstory and you see that Cristobal has coached a team, that team being Oregon, and almost the same identical thing happening in a situation where you can just signal in victory formation and take a knee and the game is over. Yeah. The game is over. That's it. And you decide to run the ball. For one, you put your players in a terrible, terrible fucking spot. Like, you put them in, in bad spots because, yes, it, you're the coach. You made the call. But still, hold on to the football. And, like, I feel even cringy saying that being an ex-player, but still, hold on to the football. All that, like, it's it just I feel terrible for them. And then for the cameras to, to get shots of guys on the bench mouthing, yeah. what, the, what fuck the fuck are, are we, we doing? doing? Yeah. That is just terrible. And then to think that they have the schedule and they were on pace and everyone was talking about, oh, Miami into the Final Four and Miami in the playoffs. And the fact to think that this is something that can and probably will potentially keep them out at the end of the season if they run the table is absolutely devastating. It's infuriating as a player, man. And Mario Cristobal hasn't won a conference home game as Miami's head coach, so... I mean, he's getting a lot of criticism for this as as a player. I I can I think it's all deserved, man. I don't know how you can possibly win back your players' trust as a head coach in a situation like that. Like he's never taken a knee at the end of games. Like what the fuck are we doing? I completely feel for the dude on the bench. And look, I want to say this. Shout out to Georgia Tech because yo, not giving up playing to the last whistle. Yeah, you got that fumble, but you have to go seventy five yards in. 30 seconds or whatever, how much, how much time was left? You have to go, you have to actually do it. It's one thing that you get the fumble. It's just like if you get an onside kick, everyone talks about the onside kick, but you still have to execute after. And that's what they did with this. They got the fumble, luck of the draw, whatever percentages you want to put out there, that happening, it happened. And then to, for them to finish it all off and actually score a walk off touchdown, kudos to them. Shout out to Georgia Tech for that. Yeah, and you got to think, I mean, until that drive, Miami had outgamed Georgia Tech by almost 300 yards and held them to under 200 yards. And to lose a game like that as a player where you outperform the team the entire game except for the final seconds is just fucking brutal. So that's going to take us to our award, formerly known as Fuck That. We're doing a hard rebrand into a softer swear word, and we're going to call it Hell Nah. Hell Nah. <laughs> so Hell Nah uh, is the you know, refusal to take a knee for Miami at the end of the game. Then I had one other hell nah. I was watching my Badgers play Rutgers over the weekend. <laughs> Shout out actually to Kyle Rudolph, um, one of my good buddies down in Tampa, uh, former tight end, played a long time in the NFL for the Vikings, the Bucks, the Giants. Anyway, he called the game. It's always fun to hear your buddies call the games, but uh, there was a really funny clip of a uh, reporter on the sideline <laughs> who's a videographer. He's filming a ball, and you can see it coming right at him. And then, you know, he kind of drops the camera, and you're like, what the hell's going on here? And then from a different angle, you can see that uh, the quarterback from Rutgers burned the ball on the sideline, and it hit him directly in the dick. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I got a hell nah for that as well. It's a pretty funny clip. Uh, big win, nah. Big win for the Badgers as well. And with that, bring us into our next segment, one of my favorite segments, BMOC, Big Man on Campus Award. And this week, I'll start it off. I am going with the hometown Wahoos, 
Got to shout them out. We got our first win of the season. We were the only team in America without a college win, and we got a win, and at the perfect time, right before a bye week, so we get to soak in it for two weeks. But my big man on campus is theoretically in real life not that big, but Malik Washington, he plays huge. And this past game, he had seven receptions for 112 yards, averaging 16 um um, 16 a pop on each catch with one touchdown, but throughout the entire season, he's shown up in big spots, catching the ball. He's a tough, tough, tough wide receiver. He blocks, he, he catches the rock, he does everything you need out there, and he is my big man on campus of the week. We walk around Charlottesville with his chest puffed out. All right, my big man on campus, Florida State running back Trey Benson. It's an Oregon transfer. He's 6'1", 223 pounds, had an unbelievable game. Um, versus Virginia Tech, 11 carries, 200 yards, two touchdowns, 18.2 yards per carry, and then also three receptions for 15 yards. He's the ACC running back of the week. Yeah, I mean, 200 rushing yards is the most in FSU in a single game since Dalvin Cook in 2016, and he's the first FSU player with two 60-plus yard runs since 2012. So unbelievable performance from him. Big man on campus. Good shit, Trey Benson. See you, Trey. Yeah, I see you, Trey. I got something else for you. How would you like to be driving around, you know, a student athlete in a brand new Dodge truck? Fucking awesome. So Utah football players find out that the 85-man roster, so basically all their scholarship players, uh, get brand new 2023 Dodge Ram 1500 Bighorn trucks for the year. How about that, man? Times have really fucking changed since we were in college. This is what I think ultimately everyone thought NIL deals would be like and for for situations like this is that is actually beneficial for the students. Yes, it's a lease and yes, they have to pay taxes. And I'm thinking hopefully on the back end, someone is like going to take care of that for them some way, somehow. But even if they don't, it's a situation where they're in Utah. They're about to get a bunch of fucking snow. You got to get around. Not everyone has the right vehicle. And to have that pressure taken off you as like a student athlete that is enormous. Like that, that'll take off like so much pressure. And I think about if I wasn't back in school right now, like in Charlottesville, with a car that they that the school had has given me would would be absolutely game changing. Game changing. Like it, 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 you get more sleep this way. Like there, there's just so many different things that this ties into that helps out in a lot of ways. That it, this is dope. You know I'm a moped guy, facts, but a free car is a free car. How pissed are you if you're a walk-on, though? You watch all your boys. Like, we, you know, you watch the video. The, the Utah social media department released an awesome video of all the players finding out that they got these trucks. And it was, I'm not going to lie, it got me pretty hyped. But how pissed are you if you're a walk-on? Like, you're going to be bumming rides from all your buddies in their, in their brand-new 2023, you know, pickup trucks, and you don't get one. You're going to be buying merch from whatever shirt Fauché has on. <laughs> you're going to be a backseat driver. <laughs> Seriously. So that's our uh, Young Entrepreneur of the Week is uh, basically every single member of the Utah football team that got these free trucks. That's an awesome deal. One more thing quickly, but as a walk-on, you know what this does? You always see those special videos of walk-ons getting scholarship. It gives you that much, hey, just go hard. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just go, just go hard in practice, and maybe you'll get that day where you go from being a walk-on to a scholarship, and when you get that scholarship, it comes with keys. Next thing you know, you're a truck driver, baby. <laughs> 
Very cool thing, though. All right. Our F&K parlay, not doing great. We're going to bring my buddy Cam Braid on. We're going to see if he can fucking turn this ship around. Oh, we're, we're, we're bringing him on again? Oh, yeah. We're going to shit all over him. Get ready. So, excited to talk to Cam, see what he's got in store for us this week for our college football bets. Our F&K parlay, Cam Braid. Welcome back, Cam. How we doing, baby? You're about three for ten on the F and K parlay. <laughs> oh I see you ditched God. the visor. You got uh, no pencil behind the ear. Change is good, maybe. What do you got for us? Yeah, I think we should just start fading me. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the segment. Yeah, I make a pick. Just pick the opposite. Just pick the opposite. You're supposed to be our numbers guy, bro. You went to Harvard. You're going back to school to get your MBA. What the fuck, dude? Just haven't really seen the board clearly uh, yet. You see how stereotypes work. I, I followed you because you went to Harvard. It's the Harvard yeah. thing. Follow my NFL picks, man. <laughs> <laughs> got time for college football. <laughs> no, I'm locked in. I'm locked into college football, guys. Come on. It's a big week for you. Huge. Absolutely huge week. No, didn't I go 500? No. I went 2-3 last don't, week. Don't try it. Don't try uh, it. I went 2-3, and three, man. <laughs> Improvement. Let's run it through. Uh, you had Illinois minus 3.5. No. <clears throat> you had Red River rivalry. Over, yes, good shit, Cam. Maryland ding, 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 ding. lost 19.5. No, bro, that was a brutal loss. Brutal, <laughs> Very. dude. They were in it the whole game, Very dude. They brutal. suck, man. <laughs> I blame the kids, man. Fuck they them suck. kids. You sound like Mario yeah. Cristobal now. Washington State plus three and a half. No, they lost 17.25. UCLA, yeah, they suck. yeah Cam yeah. Ward, not dude. The Wisconsin best sucks. Whoa, whoa, Wisconsin whoa, sucks. whoa. <laughs> they lost to Washington State, man. They suck. All right. Oh, Texas Tech Baylor. Come on. Okay, yeah, you got Texas Tech Baylor. And then Ravens minus three and a half. No. Bro, their receivers are so bad. <laughs> what are they doing? They can't catch the ball. Blame Did the you guys kids. watch that game? Yes. Uh, yeah. A lot of drops. A lot of drops. It was unbelievable. Like, they played so much better the whole game and, and lost. And haters will say it's Lamar's fault. So what do you got for us this week, Cameron? First off, I'd like to issue an apology to all the <laughs> listeners for if, you, if you've done any of my picks. But this is a big turnaround week, man. Like, I've done a lot of research. A lot. A lot of research. Are we done with the lessons? There's always lessons to learn, Max. Come on. <laughs> always lessons. No, but I got a couple of games I like, you know, looking at the board here. Start off, USC underdogs plus three at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's coming off of a big loss. Dude, I I just hate Notre Dame. USC sucks. I'm not like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I've watched the past two USC games. Their defense is so bad. Yeah, they're so bad. Yeah, but they're gonna cut. They're definitely gonna cover. No doubt. Okay, love that. This pick. is one of those. This this is definitely a fade cam pick. But yeah, USC plus three. We got UNC minus three and a half at Miami. Miami. I don't know how those guys. Bounce back. Follow that coach anymore. Right? Bro, truly unbelievable. Like, what do you say to the players? Seriously. When you get back to the locker room, you're crystal ball. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's on me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for putting, but, but like, like, to the, you look in the running back's eyes and you say, I'm sorry for putting you in that spot to fumble that ball. It's on me. I'm sorry. Because right. honestly, you say anything else. But, like, as a player, like, what, even if he says that, like, my brother who doesn't know anything about football except Madden. Like, he knows you take a knee there. Yes. To answer your question, as a player, what you do is you go on Instagram and you hit up Shador Sanders and <laughs> you say, hey, do you think your dad will take me next year? <laughs> Bro, I, was, I mean, a, a truly horrible loss. Cam, I, I think what you do, you motivate your players by saying, hey, why'd you, you guys fucked me. 
Why'd you fumble the ball? You <laughs> lean into the villain arc to motivate them. That's the only thing you can do uh, as a coach. The craziest thing is that Cristobal has done that before. Yes. I believe there's football gods, and when you do stupid shit like that, the football gods, they take over, and that's what they did in that situation. Tough to bounce back for him. I like UNC. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> Louisville minus seven and a half at Pitt. I mean, recency bias. <laughs> Louisville looked freaking good versus Notre Dame. Yeah. Pitt sucks. Um, Pitt's <laughs> one and four. Like, just probably fade me on that too. But uh, next pick, <laughs> FAU at USF. USF minus two and a half is the pick. USF, freshman quarterback, actually good. Like USF, I've watched USF games because obviously I live in Tampa yeah. and they are, they've been so bad for the past five years. But they got this freshman Byron Brown dog. 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 Played decently against Alabama earlier this season as well. Not really. They scored three <laughs> points, but um, <laughs> but against the bad teams, he does good. And like, bro, FAU's a bad team, so yep. I'm taking US. And I feel like I take a side in the game of the week, Oregon, Washington. You know, I don't have a team in either of this, so I'm going to go points. I'm just going freaking over. Hell just yeah. rooting for touchdowns, man. Let's it's go. 67, which is a huge oh, amount, yeah. but. It's so much fun to root for points. You never know what's going to happen in the Pac-12. So I'm going over on that one just for fun. Let me pass you the one-hitter, Cam. I just got I got it nice and packed up. NFL, what do you got for us? It pains me to make this pick. Ooh. Lock of the week. <laughs> Detroit Lions. Oh. Minus three at Tampa. Okay. Dude, Detroit is a wagon. Detroit is awesome. Uh, Tampa's played really well, but I think – this one, this one's going to be a little bit of a tough matchup for him. I really like Detroit. Bucks are coming three. off of a bye. Yeah, dude. Rust first rust. The rusty. Baker was out there at the Red River rivalry. You know? <laughs> I know one thing I'm taking. Baker over rushing total this week because he's going to do a lot of running. They're going to have him running around a lot. That, that defense is flying around. And dude, Detroit is good. They're, like, they're very they're good. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, so far this year. Fun to root for, um, too, you know? Good to root for. Very it. fun to root for. Fun offense, good defense. Got a coach that's hyped up on caffeine every day, so. Caffeine and dip. <laughs> it's going to live to 50. That's all you need, brother. Speaking of, Cam, what's <laughs> yeah. what's the Zin flavor of the month? Fall Zin flavor. What do you got for me? A little cinnamon? What are we into lately? <laughs> uh, still got to rep the OG, the peppermint, man. Wow. Integrity, integrity of the Zin and flavor lasts the longest it's by far the the most superior zen high quality mouthfeel but coffee's in with the coffee can always always cam always a fucking pleasure thank you so much hopefully this week goes better for us and for you especially all right this is my favorite segment shit to talk to your girl about we've been talking about a lot of football a lot of sports probably wondering what the hell do i talk to my girl about i got you the butter king so listen up Shit to talk to your girl about this week is half-baked harvest. I told you earlier and talked about fall, the foliage. Half-baked harvest, baby. A lot of really good fall recipes in here. It's uh, The chef is Tegan Garrard, and she's got some really good stuff. Honestly, these recipes are not that hard to do, but, like, let me just open this up. Like, Bro, unless they have versions for air fryers, I'm out. They might, man. You got to page through this thing, facts. Talk to your girl about it. Uh, <laughs> just open up to a random spot. One pot herby buttered mushrooms and wild rice what a delightful fall recipe from tegan you know just so excited to try that out honestly 
Uh, prep time, 10 minutes, cook time, 50 minutes, one hour. And you can impress your girl with this delightful fall dish. Come on guys. You want to know, be even more impressive when you're out there in Minnesota. If you find some fresh wild mushrooms, bro. Yeah. We'll go foraging. We'll go foraging in the fall foliage. Come on. (laughs) Just you and your girl picking some produce, some hand-picked produce. And then you're making it for her. What a nice little glass of wine. What a nice day. So oh anyway, goodness. guys, half baked harvest. This is a good one. I don't know if you can catch it. Uh, this is her super simple one. Big fan of Tegan Gerard and half baked harvest. Talk to your girl shout, about it and press her. Shout out to you, Tegan. Yeah, gonna have to check that out for sure. All right, great show, facts. Love the juice today, folks. It's just okay from you. Let me wrap this up with at the end of the day. At the end of the day, if you're winning the football game and it's in the fucking bag, just kneel the fucking ball, take the dub, and go to the locker room. You don't need to run the fucking ball and fuck your players over and take an L. Kneel the fucking ball. Infuriating. What the fuck are we doing? 6-0 and would have been great. 6-0 would have been fucking great, man. <laughs> uh, like, subscribe, check out our OnlyFans. See you guys next week.